Just blanks, right? Welcome to Slaying the Unicorn. We're your hosts, Zach Miller and David Citron. And this is where we take a more realistic approach to technology and the industry behind it. We proudly step out of this tech circle jerk and read between the lines so you don't have to. Sure, we're cynical and we scoff at the tech eco chamber, but it's necessary if you don't want to believe in all the fake news you read from TechCrunch. Glad to have you today. Yeah, it's great to be here. This episode is brought to you by Unicorn Jerky, a t-shirt site that shares our love and disdain for technology. It's also great for presents. What's your favorite shirt, David? I think it's pretty crazy how every week my t-shirt preference changes and I have a new favorite shirt. You like uh, a lot of shirts, I think. Yeah, You're I love shirt shirts. Yeah. Love shirts. Best thing ever. Uh, so I, I, my, this week, my favorite shirt is the Autonomous Before It Was Cool t-shirt, which is basically a picture of Herbie, the love bug. I love so, the love bug. Yeah, you're and old. You should love him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I watched it as a kid, so I remember him fondly. Uh, the funny thing is everybody's talking about autonomous driving and self-driving cars and blah, blah, blah. But they seem to forget that the technology has existed in movies for many, many years. Many years. And we had yeah. Kit, Knight Rider, right? Yeah, Knight Rider and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I don't know. Was that was that a self-driving car? Um, I think that was a train. And, yeah, and Flubber, or was that a flying car? I, I don't I don't even know. But again, it's existed for a while in movies. So get over yourself, tech community. Yeah, what's old is new again. Right. What else can you steal from movies? <laughs> <laughs> So first up, we have our tech sack segment, where we jump in and discuss useless technology, or mostly useless technology. We may slay some sacred cows and unicorns along the way. David, what came up on your radar this week? Right. So I think so. Let's let's start off by saying last week uh, we didn't feel a lot of traction on our uh, episode of the podcast, and our theory is, I mean, you and I discussed it, is that because we mentioned Mark Zuckerberg in a negative connotation, uh, Facebook was trying to penalize us. So we're back again to make Zuckerberg look like a piece of shit. Um, so the first article that came that came across our, our desk, yeah, we have desks, uh, is the fact that uh, Facebook hired a full-time pollster, which ba- basically means somebody who conducts polls, I guess, or like a poll dancer, I, I don't know, um, that was monitoring Mark's, yeah, Mark, <laughs> Mark's approval rating on a daily basis um it didn't lasted, go so well did it yeah yeah it didn't go so well this lasted for six months the funny thing is, is the, the dude his name is tavis mcginn i don't know what kind That's of name an that awesome is awesome name is it it sounds like a drunken irish guy <laughs> or, or scottish i don't know they all suck um basically he quit after six months saying that he joined the company thinking that he'd be able to change it from within and then realized he couldn't so he quit that seems like a really very high aspirations for us. I was going to say, like, isn't he just tracking stuff or he's actually, or he's like wag the dog. You're basically a dude with a survey monkey account. What are you, (laughs) what are you going to fix in Facebook? So he probably got fired because Zook got mad that the public hates him and South Park ridiculed him and everybody thinks he's a robot um, and probably fired him. And this is the, this is Tavis's way of saving grace. Or maybe Tavis just got shit faced drunk because he's Irish on the job, so they fired him. He's totally going to end up at uh, SoftBank next. You know that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's definitely going to end up at SoftBank. <laughs> so speaking of PR, it, it is a tough nut to crack, especially when you're working for douchebag companies. Um, we read this week about a new venture capital firm that's combining VC uh, with 
PR? What the hell's that? Right. So again, this may sound revolutionary to some people who are reading the article, but it's not because all VCs are essentially PR agencies at the same time. All you see these with days money are, behind them. Yeah, with money behind them. All you see these days are is, is pieces of content of why we invested in this company or what you should do about this or what my thoughts are about this trend. It's blah 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 blah. It's all self augmentation and PR. So them saying that we're meshing VC and PR doesn't really mean anything. That that PR that you know announced their establishment of a VC PR firm was just a PR. So they're not different than any other VC. Maybe they have background in PR. That's not uh, rare. You have VCs that have been established by journalists. So, so I I, I agree with you a hundred percent. But I think this story is even really funnier because it was a TechCrunch story. The 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 PR slash VC partner declined to comment on the firm's target fund size. So like we don't even know. It's totally nebulous. Sources say I don't know who these sources are that it'll reach forty million. So like the whole thing is just air. Like the PR. whole announcement yeah. is right. Right. <laughs> and not only that, uh, the firm's led by a Russian emigre, Masha Drokova. Right. And so cool. the Russian thing doesn't matter, right? But she actually was a Putin like protege. She ran like the. Putin, like Hitler Youth, or something like that. <laughs> Putin Hitler Youth. Okay. No, I, I'm saying it. So she she's like a paid hack, and like combining VC and, and PR, like as you said, that that's a common thing. But like, this whole thing just seems so like I don't know. This is like the side of Silicon Valley. It just that just I don't know. It just tires me out, man. Yeah, it just sucks because it's because because it just reminds you that everything's just a pile of bullshit at the end of the day, um, and there's no real differentiation with this VC. You're not going to attract entrepreneurs just because you're a mesh between VC and PR, especially since you have ties to Putin right now. So I don't, I don't know if anybody wants uh, to get involved with that, uh, uh, you know, can of worms. Yeah, and 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 to be fair, right? Like you know, one of the ways a VC can help a portfolio company is through their connections in the media, right? And like and right. we all know that the tail does wag the dog sometimes, uh, many times, probably all the time. Uh, and and that's a useful especially, thing especially you can provide. Wag. Yeah, especially well, that, at the company wag. Exactly. Well, it, it is a way to 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 help the value of your of your portfolio. I mean, like the easiest way, probably. Right, but you can also easily hire a really good PR firm on retainer who does that for a living and isn't focused on being a VC firm at the same time. Meaning, you're spreading yourself way too thin with being a uh, is it a VC firm that you're investing money that belongs to other people in technology companies or venture companies, or are you a or PR, a PR firm, firm with a kitty? Yeah where, yeah, where you're spewing bullshit all day. So, like, pick a lane, dudes. Well, it is, it is a good question, though. Like, when a VC looks at a portfolio company, should the PR ability of that company be one of the things they look at? I think if it's a weak technology company, yes. If there's no, like, core technology and it's just, like, a business that is has no, you know, differentiation, then it's important to know how to market it. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's it's a problem in itself. Uh, to merge these two functions in-house, uh, you could have a director of PR at your VC at your VC firm. That's awesome. So I don't really see what why why they're unique again. Right. I mean, it it really feels like, given her background, she has no investment background. She really is a PR firm that happens to have you know sort of a sidecar fund that she's able to invest in her her companies. That's all. Right. Yeah. It's so it's really it. not news. So we just wasted no. a few minutes of your time. Apologies. Yeah. Apologies. Uh, next up, we saw that Walmart uh, acquired a VR company. Is this similar to the IKEA uh, announcement that we discussed last yeah, week? Yeah. So I'm sure the I'm sure the CEO of Walmart was listening to our podcast last week and said like, "Holy shit." Ikea is doing it. I got to do it now. But for, for Walmart, I think the use case is a bit different than Ikea where, you know, as we discussed, Ikea is all, uh, all about preventing, you know, marriages falling apart <laughs> and homicidal rage. Walmart is 
using VR to kind of, you know, masquerade the disgustingness of Walmart. So like, <laughs> you'll see posts on the internet where, you know, things that you only see at Walmart, like where there's a woman who shat her pants or, you know, people that are on like these uh, go-karts that in their fat is like leaking from the sides or like really just nasty stuff that you see at like 12 o'clock at night at, Mo at Walmart. So I'm guessing the VR is going to be used to like splatter uh, fake images or like basically like make it disappear. Well, I don't know if people watch Black Mirror, but kind of like what happened there. Um, and kind of make Walmart a much, you know, more pleasant experience for shoppers that aren't white trash. I think that's interesting. Do you think actually when you put on the, the headset, it'll make Walmart look like an Ikea store? Or it can make Walmart look like, you know, any other store that isn't Walmart. And then you'll just forget that you're in Walmart and you won't want to kill yourself. So it's interesting Like there, there seems to be this sort of rush of, of technology to, to retail, retail tech, whatever you want to call it. We read this week that L.L. Bean was putting tracking um, sensors in the garments. That doesn't sound like such a good idea to me. Yeah. So basically, L.L. Uh, Bean decided that it's going to run a pilot uh, where they're going to include sensors in their in some of their, you know, items, whether it's, you know, a, a coat or a pair of shoes. And they're going to pay uh, people or give them a discount on clothes in order to track how they use their clothes. So this is a, a direct quote uh, from the article uh, uh, that we read on Business Insider, where it says, this will include things like temperature of the garments experience, how often they're worn, and how many times they've been washed. That information is a gold mine for a retailer. Zach, how about you explain to me how that information is a gold mine for retailers? I have it. It's basically, it's a, uh, it's a parental guidance tool so that your mom of little Jimmy can can call you while you're in college and say, how come you're not washing your clothes? Right. Or like basically it can tell you it can tell if you shat your pants uh, and then send you a new pair of pants or, or on demand on demand. Yeah, that's that's like totally disruptive. Uh, but it doesn't stop there with their, you know, big brother, you know, pants shitting tracking. It's also going to be on the Ethereum blockchain. Of course it is. Right, Zach? Everything should be on the blockchain. Right. Everything should be on the blockchain. Speaking of which, I don't have a good segue from that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to uh, other news. So if you haven't been living in a cave, um, I've been living in my car basically because of what's happening <laughs> to the stock market. Um, terrible in the terrible market this past week, terrible market in crypto land. So like I'm getting hit like just completely from all directions. One of the things I thought was hilarious was um, essentially all trading sites went down during that period. Uh, there was an Investopedia article. So it, it wasn't just the, you know, to be fair, the, the you know, the E-Trades um, and the TD, TD where, you know, the TDs of the world. It was it was also the robo advisors. And, and what I thought was interesting is Dave and I were preparing for this podcast was like robos were like it was a software solution to investing. Right. So let's move away from sort of animal spirits and 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 people making bad decisions, you know, to, to buy high and selling low. That's the opposite of what you want to do if you didn't know. Um, but instead, so all of a sudden the, the market's down a thousand points and everyone's hitting what, you know, the wealth front website sell, yeah. and and they're crashing the sites and no one can get at their money. It's the same thing. Right. And so they're selling out, you know, when the market is down a thousand points, they're going to have lost money. It is not a solution. Or it's right. a software solution to an, a, an inherently human emotional problem. Right. So we, we kind of came up with a creative solution for that problem. It's just to move all the stock transactions onto the blockchain. And because the blockchain is so shitty as far as, you know, it's transactionability. Uh, it's volume. It's ability are, to handle scale, yeah, right? Which is what? Like Ethereum can do maybe 20 transactions per second. So that in itself will just stop people from selling because they won't physically be able to. 
built in circuit also, breakers, baby. Yeah. And that, that's also taking consideration. They know where their uh, stocks are on the blockchain and it wasn't stolen. I love that solution. Yeah. And, and last up in, in the tech sack, um, this one's a little political. It's a little um, risque or philosophical. So, okay. so, so Reddit, um, shut down some subreddits uh, that were going on, or at least some content that was happening on subreddits. David, you want to tell them what, what was happening? Right, I, it's David? actually not something I want to touch at the 10-foot pole. <laughs> so go ahead. So basically, um, yeah, obviously, you know, give the, the porn discussion to me. Uh, basically, there have been uh, technological developments, let's call it that, called deep fakes, where uh, AI uh, technology is using, uh, is, is, is enabling porn videos or, or you know, pornography movies uh, to be adapted or, or tweaked where you can plant other people's faces on the uh, performers in these movies, right? So a, a trend that was happening, you know, more and more that, you know, that, that has been occurring uh, more and more frequently uh, is the fact that people are taking celebrity faces and slapping it on, you know, good old porn uh, um, films. So Reddit finally decided, okay, we got to shut this shit down. But you know, it kind of sparked the conversation that we had, you know, internally. Why, why, why is this happening? I mean, you know, we're all using technology that's that, that's changing the way we really look, and you know, and, and creating some sort of fake reality with VR and AR. So, why is this any different? And also, you know, why why is it just for celebrities? Why suddenly now that you know, uh, uh, I, I don't even know who the good celebrities are these days. But I don't why know, but I, I think they put Nicolas Cage in all the porn actors. Did did they? Oh <laughs> I God, think so because you have to. <laughs> That is amazing. I mean, I mean, just that in itself should have, you know, justified the existence of that technology. So, like, why shut it down? Nicolas Cage is a boss. Agreed. Is he? Yeah. And, and you know, like, you know, photos are photoshopped all the time to make somebody look better, right? Nobody complains right. about that, per se. Um, but this is obviously against someone's will or that it's unbeknownst to the person. I love that word, unbeknownst. Uh, but they, they, you know, what is beknownst? Can you beknownst something? I don't know. Can you? Yeah, but the point is here, I just... I, you know, it, it just seems like, can you really crack down and police this? It just feels like, no, know. it's just, you know, you know, close down one subreddit and three, it will take its place. That's, that's, you know, that's like Hydra. Exactly. It's a multi-headed Hydra of AI deep fake porn. Exactly. So try and stop us. I mean, them. So I, I think we did the tech sack, uh, dishonor. Uh, we, 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 we really hit on all the great, uh, tech news this week. And, uh, with that, we'll move on to our next section. Awesome. Next up is our short of the week segment. This is where we poorly dissect a company we think is a pile of shit, leaving open the possibility that we're completely wrong given our total lack of information. So what company are we going to miss this week, David? Right. So we're going to go after SoftBank third week in a row, which wow. is really exciting. Yeah. Like you're like First, a pit bull there. Yeah. I've re I'm, I'm like Andrew Left from Citroen Research. I'm shorting the shit out of SoftBank. Uh, Basically, the first week we did uh, Katera, which was a Lego company. Second week we did WAG, which was a dog walking app. And now we're going to go after SoftBank itself. The first thing we want to discuss is the fact that SoftBank's investments were so retarded and they probably listened to our podcast and were like, wow, shit, these guys are right. We need to hire a PR guy to explain our investments. <laughs> so you they got hired. it. The unicorns are responding to the Slaying the Unicorn podcast. Yeah, first it was Walmart listening to us and, and you know and copycatting IKEA, and now it's uh, don't now forget it's Zook. Don't forget Zook filtering yeah. out our podcast from Zook. wide dissemination yeah. on the Facebooks. I'm telling you, we're really you know we're trendsetters, you and I. We're not uh, just we're not just talking about the news. We're setting the agenda, David. Yeah, we are. Okay. We're, we're we're really we're 
truly revolutionizing and disrupting uh, news. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, how did SoftBank respond to our 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 takedown? Right. So they went and hired a pretty legit dude called Andrew Kovach. Kovacs. I, I don't know. Is he Ukrainian or, or Czech? I, I don't know. Anyways, this this guy's the real deal. He was at Sequoia as head of communications since 2012. Before that, he was a long time at Google. He was a Google. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he uh, basically was in charge of communicating uh, the rationale behind certain investments that Sequoia made, and SoftBank basically added him to do the same exact job. But here, but here, as opposed to Sequoia, like I don't think a lot of people, Sequoia had other issues, I think, right? Like between the partners and, and right. The, right, like political issues. Here it's just like people are looking at SoftBank and, they're, and they're, they've got to spend this $100 billion fund and they're saying, WTF, what the hell's going on? Like, what are they doing? And he's right. actually got it. He's, he's got He's got to be a magician now and, and, and I don't know, and put lipstick on a pig, I think. Right. He, he's got, he's got a tough job, uh, especially with, with the likes of us, you know, riding SoftBank's Yeah, we're ass. not going to let this go. No, no. South, we're going to short SoftBank until they're in the ground. Um, so, yeah, come on. Go ahead, Andrew. You know, explain away. Bring it on. So, yeah. so, he, so here's the thing. As we were preparing for this segment, um, we found an article on Rico that they've actually deployed 40% of that $100 billion fund already. Yeah, yeah 40%. That, that's, that's $40 billion, okay, <laughs> in investments, right? Uh, and you know, even if it was just like a, a small VC, a hundred million dollar fund that deployed forty percent of their money in less than a year, that would be really, really, really fast. Okay, and that's just forty million dollars, which is you know, <laughs> a really in, in comparison, a significant amount of money. Yeah, forty million dollars is a that's lot. Like so part 40... of my Bitcoin holdings. <laughs> but here's the thing, also like that Recode article that that mentioned it, it and there was a, there was there was this. They quote some people in the industry. It couldn't be done that they deployed so quickly. So look, SoftBank is actually is ahead of its schedule, right? Like that's they're, the they're, opposite of what you want to do, right? They're going so fast. So you know, at the top of the market too, right? Like yeah, the top of the market yeah. where everything's you know sugar and spice, and then this week happens, and you know uh, we're all fucked. Uh, everything's everything's crashing. I'm living in my car again. Yeah, again. I don't I don't even have a car. So yeah, that's true. Can I can I live with your can I live with you in your car? I have to move the seats back. I don't know if there uh, there's enough room for your legs there. So yeah. anyway, so David and I did a really really good analysis, and by right. really really good, I mean really 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 bad um, right. of of the SoftBank portfolio to date. Um, and there's actually good transparency on that. Um, right. Is it? Is actually. Gonna- yeah, sorry. And and yeah. there's some, there's some good holdings there, right? Um, I mean, they have pretty solid companies. I'm not going to consider Uber a solid company. Um, that's true. I, I think I think that that in itself is a short of the week that is just too obvious to take on. Right. That would have been second state. place this week. Right. Because uh, there's so much to discuss. Yeah, it's just too easy though. Um, yeah. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Did I mix mis- mix metaphors? Anyway, but they have like <laughs> Slack is in there. Slack's um, pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Flipkart. Um, you know, Flipkart's pretty good. WeWork is just a you know real estate management company. We we spoke good, about them with a good PR firm and interior with a good designer. PR firm and interior designer. Yeah, yep. uh, Nvidia apparently is part of the Vision Fund. Awesome company. <laughs> One of my <laughs> don't know how that got in there, but yeah, I, 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 we were just talking about that before, and it must have been a, a private transaction on a public stock. So pro- a pipe. probably yeah, yeah. I mean, Compass, Compass Guidance Compass. Health. Yeah, it was a cool company. Uh, SoFi. I, I don't I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, I, I feel like you know some some of the uh, you know issues there are, are, are starting to bubble up and it's getting pretty shitty and pretty hot over there. Yeah, but um, and then you got like, some and then you got some great winners in here. You've got Wag, you know, which which we took yeah. down. Um, Wag. 
Katera, as you mentioned, you know, which was a uh, you know a Lego like building company, company uh, yeah. prefab. You got Fanatics, Fanatics which yeah. You know, for those of you who don't know, we had to look it up. What does Fanatics do, David? It's basically a, a Shopify store that sells branded uh, sports apparel with team logos. So apparently that's a, that's a billion-dollar investment company. Yeah, I, I mean, so, SoFi alone uh, – sorry, SoFi. SoftBank alone put a billion in there. I don't know how, how much other money uh, Fanatics has raised. It's a website that sells – clothes um yeah it's, branded it's a clothes. website with, and it could be a great business website, with the honestly. web address right and they also have probably like a there's a url a associated with it yeah there's a server there and, and and probably they probably have like an email account also right mm -hmm. probably customer service and there's wow. a facebook page associate and returns wow returns, they returns yeah <laughs> they do shipping also uh there's free shipping there's a countdown for free shipping in the u.s um, awesome. Anyway, it could be a great business, uh, but as a vision, the vision fund, even I were talking about like, yeah. that's how it's branded. I'm not sure fanatics is, I mean, again, it's probably a great business. We don't know anything, but like, it's just not, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of vision there. Yeah. It's like this, we, they should call it SoftBank's meh fund. <laughs> <laughs> they could just rebrand SoftBank like soft. Yeah. Soft, shitty bank. But like, <laughs> no, but seriously, like. When I when I see when I heard about SoftBank Vision Fund, I'm like, holy shit, this is gonna be. It's gonna you know, blow your free. socks off, right? It's yeah, be amazing. There, there's it's gonna be self, you know, flying helicopters and you know sneakers that have you shoelaces. Mean drones? Yeah, and and, and you know self tying shoelaces <laughs> on your sneakers. You know everything that was in Back to the Future, essentially. That's what I thought this fund was for. Right, but. This is kind of back to the past. I don't know. Yeah, Again, yeah. these might be great businesses and there may be great ROI on the fund, but it's, it's uh, like you said, meh. Yeah, meh. In our last segment of this week, we look at what's happening in crypto land. And if you thought Silicon Valley was a frothy place to spend your time, crypto is insane. So this week, it's just a crazy story. There's a story of an Ohio kid, right? He's like 18 years old. His name's Eddie yeah. Zillin. Right. And he's got his bar mitzvah money and he starts playing with crypto and he starts with a hundred bucks and he starts with a thousand bucks. and He's making 10% a day. All of a sudden, Eddie is a motherfucking millionaire. Right. And, but it's not just that he's a millionaire. He's driving Lambos and Ferraris and, and he's just this obnoxious 18 year old kid who hasn't even graduated high school yet. Right. Yeah. And, and he's just taunting, he's taunting us. He's taunting right. us. He, he's taunting me personally, and and before we we, we I feel we, abused. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Before we started recording, Zach, Zach, you said to me, "Let's let's take it easy on him. He, he's just an eighteen-year-old kid." And I said, "No, I'm gonna fucking eviscerate <laughs> this piece of shit because he deserves it. He's acting like such a you know someone needs to put him in his place. Tool. Yeah, yeah. He he this this kid, you know, these pictures in the article of him standing next to you know Lamborghinis with this attitude or like holding. <laughs> Holding a poster that said a million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. Fuck you, Eddie. Really? <laughs> what kind of what kind of stupid ass name is Eddie? You piece of shit. So seriously. So, so I, I don't know. David didn't recognize Tim Sykes' name, but like I, you know, we're a little bit older. I'm a little bit older than David. And Tim Sykes was the same attitude. He was he's a, he was a good investor. He he made his money shorting penny stocks, which is like the craziest thing you could do. And you know, he he wrote a book about how he took ten thousand dollars of bar mitzvah money and he made a million shorting and he turned it into like this empire of DVDs and courses and, and newsletters and the dude made tons of money. Eddie is like Tim Sykes two point yeah, but he's Tim Sykes 2.0 in a super, super scammy way, you know, and even more so well, shorting, shorting penny stocks isn't scammy. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Uh, again, 
like you said, you're old and I don't remember that or I don't I have never experienced that. You were born but, after shorting penny stocks era. Right. Yeah. But the, the way he kind of describes the difference between what he's doing and, and between, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street, where he calls himself the Wolf of Crypto Street. Fuck you. There's no <laughs> such place as Crypto Street, you dumbass. Yeah, where is that? Is that in Ohio? Yeah. Is, is that up your ass, you dumbass? Basically so- – yeah, go ahead. I, I love in the it's a, the a business insider article, which we'll put in the in the show notes, um, where it talks about how he put his nest egg together. So, you know, he, he it said he made twelve thousand uh, dollars from tennis lessons. I I don't know where he's teaching tennis, but that's a lot of money. And as you read on and on, you could it, finally it says you know he put he cobbled together this money from some of his own money and from his parents who happened to be two successful uh, business people. So <laughs> yeah. this, so this like, is a kid investing his parents' money. Here, here here's right. here's a hundred to waste on stuff, Eddie. Yeah, he, he, this, this dude is like, um, you know, really overcoming advers- adversary and, 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 you know, against all odds, he managed to somehow <laughs> convince his rich parents to give him some cash to play with cryptocurrencies and then he made some money. But like some of these quotes uh, in the article are just so infuriating. Eddie, Eddie, we're on a first name basis, claims, I'm not, the, uh, I'm not some guy off, off of Wall Street. He said, there's no motive or reason for me to try to trick people. Other than to make money, Eddie. Yeah. Let's, let's, first of all, let's talk about making money. But second of all, though, you can't deny that the whole atmosphere around cryptocurrencies is a scammy atmosphere where people are ripping people off to, and tricking them to make money. So what you're saying is just a pile of dog shit. Well, you know, may, maybe we're being a little hard on Eddie. I don't know. You know, he – he says he wants to do better, quote, make the crypto community bigger. Like, that's his big idea. So maybe, maybe Eddie, you know, maybe we're being a little unfair on Eddie. David, obviously, obviously, he wants to make the crypto community bigger because then you're bringing in more dumbasses who are buying cryptocurrencies where he can screw them over and make money. So, you know what? Good for you, little shit, for making a million dollars off, you know, cryptocurrencies. I really hope the, the crypto market crashes and you're left with zero and you have to repossess your Lambos. Really, really? Um, yeah, good luck attending the School of Hard Knocks, Eddie. But here's the yeah. thing that gets my goat, and we'll leave it with this. Okay. He's now put himself in business advising other people how to make money in crypto. He's charging $250 an hour, Eddie. By the way, if he's a multimillionaire, why is he charging only $250 an hour? I think he's yeah. underpricing himself. Totally underpricing. You should, you should be charging like tenfold, like 2500 an hour. Um, That's how you roll yeah. if, you're, if you're driving a Lambo, Eddie. Yeah, apparently you're, you're like a thought leader now, kid, so – um really go for it the funny thing is he started trading cryptocurrencies when he was 15 isn't that like a huge violation of terms of use um on these crypto trading platforms shouldn't shouldn't we you know sue this kid for breaking the law i i personally am inclined to do so i tend to you know i'm not i i'm not as jealous as you in terms of my personality and uh i can let I can let it lay. I'm happy for Eddie. I'm really I'm really happy take, for I'm Eddie. I'm going to take this little piece of shit's bar mitzvah money. Just just you you watch. All right, and with that, um, we will end this episode of the Slaying the Unicorn podcast. It's been great talking to you, David. As always, yeah, it's been awesome. I really feel like I let off some steam, especially. Yeah, with I Eddie. feel much better. I'm gonna go for a jog. Um, don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud. Um, we're also available on our website, which is we do have a website. Uh, yeah, unicornjerky.com. With, with, the, with the URL, yeah. Absolutely. And we're on Facebook as well. And so uh, I know people David's age uh, don't hang out on Facebook because it's not cool. But uh, if you're a little older and you kind of dig what we're doing, uh, come over there because we're also posting and having a discussion throughout the week on other useless technology and uh, just having a good time. So come and join us over there. And if you don't, fuck you. Next up, we have our short of the week segment. This is where we call out a company for just being. 
Oh, you suck. <laughs>